BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darling. How Long Gone is a podcast hosted by Chris Black, founder of Dunge Death Projects, and Jason Stewart, a DJ, creative, and food enthusiast. He and I also used to have a podcast together called P.S. Pod. They graciously had me on their podcast recently, and so I thought I'd return the favor. This episode is really just a bunch of bros broing. These guys are incredibly witty, and with years of experience in the industry, they have an extremely entertaining dialogue in regards to fashion and culture. We mostly discuss food, cancel culture, while they make fun of me. Enjoy. Pia, why don't you tell everyone why you were why you're you're trying to move the recording around? You're pushing it back. What are you What are you doing? Where, where are you right now? First of all. <laughs> I'm allowed to go on one fucking vacation every like eight well every few months thank you and my husband every is- eight days Pia has to go on <laughs> yeah, a different, yeah. a, Look, a different trip Pia, <laughs> no. Pia as, a, as a fellow super spreader I understand <laughs> but but, <laughs> but I just, there's like I, no I just, cases in Aspen apparently like 150 families have moved here in the last two wow. months to send their kids to school because all of the oh my god housekeeping is here I'm fully recording. Jason, do you hear this? Like, it must be nice, right? These are like, these are just guys, vacation problems. Guys, you, Jason, know, you guys, I'm in a hotel room that's $100. I'm in, like, the shittiest shithole, which I love. We love this place. But we're in, like... Also, I'm not here... My husband came here for work for two weeks. And so I was like, I'm going to pop in and we'll drive so back job, together. This, this, this job that your husband has sounds pretty good. It keeps him away from you, which I'm sure he loves. <laughs> And he's getting paid money. It's like a pretty sick job. I didn't job. know he was a professional cross-country skier. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I, thought he worked, his... I thought he worked in fashion. That's what you told us, at least. So There's I would a, love some explanation. A full Xenia store here. So he's been here oh. doing that. I bet, Xenia does, I bet Xenia does very well in Aspen. That seems like really appropriate. This is the craziest place in the world. It's like we always come because we have like a free place to stay or like a hookup or something or like, you know, whatever. And then... um. And then, oh, hold on. Yes, hi, come in. This is crazy. This is perfect. We need to keep, we're keeping, just, no one edits this for you, right? Yeah, there's a, yes, obviously. Hold on one second. I'm just this kidding. Is crazy. This is crazy. 
fully just. It's okay. We can we could start. We. So Jason, um, this is the how long gone takeover of of Pia's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of like it's working. A- <laughs> so this is the issue. The ladies were washing. Uh huh. Um, and you had these up on the shelf, and they hit the tub. Did you have two of these? I only had one. Okay, so you're good. We so need to pull the machines. Okay. okay. <laughs> we need to pull the machines. <laughs> we're like, we can't You're like, it. were you like assuming you were going to have to take like yeah. the whole. Yep, that's why we have the camera. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is highly appropriate. Well, they look very Oh, did, did, they, did they drop one of your diamonds somewhere oh, by accident or something? Well, these are not diamonds. These are the pearls <laughs> I got for my 13th birthday for my mom. Could you imagine if we were Gwyneth or something? My mom. It would have been amazing. It would have been amazing to be here for a Pia meltdown jewelry related. (laughs) Kim, people are dying. (laughs) So tell us about, tell us about Aspen because it's, it's, it's weird because Aspen is a place that I feel like I would really thrive in. I've been told to go there a lot, but I don't ski. um, And, and so, but off season seems appealing. Yeah, so this is, and and my husband was like, let's come back here again. And I was like, honestly, like, let's just do like Jackson Hole or like somewhere in Idaho. And I'd love to go to like Bozeman, Montana again. That's where I. Well, you're really on your like Demi Moore right now. Thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, America is beautiful. My, well, my husband drove cross country when he moved here and was, this is such an unprofessional podcast. Damn, I'm getting flashbacks of when we would record a podcast in your house oh and there would just be like a dog chewing on my kneecap for two hours. And you're like, just ignore that. I'm like, I can't. I honestly, I honestly, I don't know why I assumed you were more professional than this, but I, I in, in an incredible turn, I think how long gone is actually more professional than this podcast. Jason, what do you think? I who who would have thunk it? <laughs> who would have thunk it? intro myself and be like so since no one listens to your shitty podcast you guys want to interview me on mine <laughs> uh, oh no this was a this was a pity this was a pity agree agreement to do this this podcast that you're doing sorry no, no, sorry why? that we don't have fertility experts on speed dial you know <laughs> I, I apologize for that no why this is actually happening is because every podcast i do is so goddamn serious and i can't i was like i just want to bro with with brooke and now there's like mm-hmm. eight people in here this is amazing well, look at this look at this look at this. well we can we can start the podcast whenever you are I'll ready add, Pia. I'll, I'll add this. <laughs> I don't know. I think we should keep all this in. I think it's actually really good. Yeah, a little peek behind the scenes of the mad. Yeah, I think people need to know that you're not perfect, Pia. You know, they see the dogs, they see the house, they see the face. They're like, this bitch has got it all. But really, you know, it can be a mess for you, too. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some cracks in this Mona Lisa, aren't there? And that's what we're going to get into on today's episode. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Hello, my people. You know how much I love wine, right? That's why I'm going to talk to you about Usual Wines, which if you follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen me talk about before. Each bottle of Usual Wine is 6.3 ounces, which is a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. So no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. And because of its single serve format and bottle design, Usual is always fresh. So no more flat bubbly or stale rosé. 
Usual wines are made from world-class AVAs, which is the American viticulture area of California, like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara. And they're made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. The wines are low-carb and have zero grams of sugar. Usual has a red blend, a rosé, and a sparkling white wine called Brut. They also have limited production Brut Rosé just in time for summer. Did you know that in the U.S. there are over 60 additives allowed by law to be used in winemaking? Usual doesn't use any chemical or any sugar additives to enhance the flavor or stability of the wine. They're truly a clean wine brand. But don't grapes contain sugar, you ask? Yes, absolutely. To clarify, all usual wines are produced using natural, sustainable grapes harvested every fall. These grapes are picked at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugar will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. All that is left over is delicious, clean wine. The process of fermentation happens when natural yeasts eat the naturally occurring sugar in the grapes. In goes the sugar, out comes the alcohol. So some winemakers will purposely end fermentation early to keep a little sugar in the wine. Usual wines are fermented until no more sugars are left. This ensures these wines are as dry as possible and lower in calories. So go check out their website at usualwines.com and use my discount code BEST, B-E-S-T, for $8 off your first order and try your first glass on us. That's usualwines.com, discount code B-E-S-T. Hi there, I'm Maureen McGoodwin, founder and CEO of Career Contessa, the largest online career resource built inclusively for women. I also have the privilege of hosting our new podcast, The Females. We're here to help with real talk career advice from CEOs, authors, creatives, and other experts to give you real strategies for building a successful career all on your own terms. Each episode of The Females is sure to not only inspire, but also to motivate you to take action and move your career forward. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes and follow along on careercontessa.com. So you so you normally have very serious podcasts lately, right? That's what you were saying? Yeah, lately just because first of all I'm scared of being canceled, so I don't again, so I don't <laughs> well, you, you picked the wrong guest, sweetie. Yeah, so that's what I was like, well, I listen, anything I have full editing rights to this thing. Um you know, it's the podcast started like a week after Corona. So I just wanted to be thoughtful and, you know, like we had a really amazing therapist on that would allow, I was like, okay, how can we get like free therapy? This is crazy. What's happening. Are they actually cleaning the hotel hotel room? Well, no, what happened was my earrings fell down. Like the sweet (laughs) cleaning lady dropped all my jewelry down the drain. And so now there's a man here. And then she was like, how many of these earrings are there? And I was like, no, this is all of them. And so they thought they were going to have like to like snake the drain and like the guy. <laughs> and so there's like two sweet women and a maintenance man. And the dog is really excited. Thank well, you. We, we, we should wait until, yeah. until yeah. the maintenance man is Come gone. Here. Give them, this is the Pia, slip the, give them a hundred dollar bill so we can see you being nice. I don't, first of all, I, I don't know when anyone's ever had cash. I haven't had cash since like 1998. Oh, well, Where, Chris Black cash? carries cash. You I do. I have, I have cool. $500 on me right now, baby. Pasta. How many hats did you guys sell? Sold all um, of them in fucking an hour. <laughs> all, the answer Seriously. is all of them. Did you really? 
Well, yeah. we we did the, the we we did fifty hats in an hour, and then we just made more hats, and we'll put those up on Monday, I think. We also have a new limited edition shirt for you that we're gonna need. We're gonna send to you pre-release. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're an influencer. Is it a bullet exactly. collab shirt? You wish. It's a it's a it's a how long gone Sex in the City logo flip. No. Yes. So people don't get it now that you can't do a logo flip because of cancel culture, but like that's what, how streetwear started. So I'm like really happy to see you guys doing logo flips. Well, as a pioneer of streetwear, I understand that <laughs> like history and important background, and I'm able to respect that in my business now in 2020. Wait, I actually, think- no, can we do? Can we just do a little deep dive on each of your professional careers really quick to get some context here? I would love that, Jason. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris would love for me to do that. Um, yeah, so I I started out, I, I'm from Orange County, California, and then I moved to LA, early 20s. I got into DJing, throwing events, things like that. Uh, I was a professional DJ for, you know, maybe 10 years or so. You're a great goddamn DJ. Triple you. OG. You're a great DJ. Uh, and then I got into podcasting after that and then some agency, you know, type of creative work, branding, marketing, and a lot of stuff involving, um, experiential marketing and events and things like that, uh, consulting for brands. And then I'm also really super into food. I did a food podcast and I've done a lot of pop-up restaurants and kitchens and little cookbook projects and things like that as well. It's insane now, how thin you now, are for the food consumption. Thank you. Well, I eat. I I'm eating good, but I am just eating less. Is the is the is the key for my success? That's our Got that's it. our approach. That's our approach um, as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing goes to waste. I'm doing nose to tail exactly. from the rooter to the tutor, <laughs> and we uh, we don't eat breakfast and we don't eat lunch on this side. Yeah, you can't yeah. if you're gonna keep that physique and then also no, like insane. slam a ramen insane, bowl. But. but <laughs> Pia, maybe you could hook me up with like. Also, one of we those. don't slam ramen bowls. We we yes. we slurp pho. Ramen is canceled. Ramen is very 2016. We don't do that. <laughs> um, kind of speaking of food, Pia, ramen. Can, Pia, can you hook me up with Sakara Life, please? Yeah. For, oh, that's like very on brand for you. I know. I've never tried it because I feel like they don't. Unfortunately, I feel like there's some <clears throat> interesting sexism going on in the Sakara Life industry. I don't see men being targeted as much, and I'm willing to. <laughs> Be the mm-hmm. face of Sakara. Well, there's not a lot of men that that are as bitchy about their food as you are. <laughs> uh, I, I think bitchy is a strong word. I would say, um, Chris, what is, what is what is Sakara life, and why do you want to be their ambassador? I, I've heard of it, so, but I don't know what it is. It's basically just healthy food delivered to you, and it's only hot chicks. So it's something I would like to associate my brand with. Yeah, it's on brand okay. for, you for sure. Once you become a chick and hot, then we'll we'll start talking, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Until I then, you're gonna Jason, have to they, do your M Cafe for one, please. Oh God, M Cafe. Story, story of my life. Um, I, uh, Chris, I we need your professional high, background. Oh, here. I'm, this is I'm, it. Fr- I'm from Atlanta. I dropped out of high school. Um, you I managed did? a band. Yeah. What grade? Yeah. Uh, well, it was it was this summer. I didn't go for senior year. How did that um, work? And what did your parents think about that? You know, They're still crying. I think. 
I think about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was, it didn't seem like a very big deal at the time, but I think it was because I just didn't care. You know what I mean? I'm sure there was some internal struggles in the black household behind the curtain uh, over my decision making. But I, I don't. I don't remember it being that. that like big your of a dad deal. didn't hit you across the face like just one more year of school. I think my dad actually was like, th- he's a dumbass, but he seems like he he has a plan. So let's just let it rock. And had to convince my mom. I think is the is the. It's a much longer story. It sounds actually. like you it's had like a just, similar game plan for your life and career. Me? Uh, no, Chris. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had a, you, you had enough of a plan, you know, the wheels and the gears were turning enough to where yeah. you're like, all right, I'll let this dumbass figure it out. And you managed well, a job what, punk rock band? Uh, I managed a band called uh, Cartel that was like a, a pop punk, like it, it was on the radio. It was like during the Fallout Boy era. Like of, MXPX of radio. adjacent. I wouldn't go that far. Um, it was, it was don't more TRL, them. TRL. <laughs> yeah, emo, we did TRL a bunch. Kind of vibe. Oh my God, yeah. really? Yeah, I we 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 did two records with Epic, and then we did a reality show with MTV, and and like the whole thing. And do so you remember the MTV I, band in a bubble, where they set up a like a, a clear dome in Times Square, New York, and a band. It lived was in not there in Times Square. It was it was it was Pier Fifty Nine, and the sponsors were Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> Walmart, Dead Ass, uh-huh. Dr Pepper, Ooh. and MTV. And you did these brand deals. I didn't do the brand deals. I was, but I was 25 years old and in charge, and um, it was a substantial amount of money. And it was the kind of thing that the record label was like, "You're going to need to do this." You know what I mean? It was, it was like an understood amount of pressure. It did sort of ruin their career, unfortunately. But you know, you got to roll the dice. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's (laughs) welcome to Hollywood, baby. Um, And uh, (laughs) after that, I and then so you know, I moved to New York and and um, just kind of. Kept 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 it moving. I, I'd never had a real job, kind of as an adult, so um, it was very easy for me to settle into kind of figuring it out. So I worked in. I, now I, I've I've kind of I mostly work with fashion brands, like as a consultant. So, but like you, you work know. with big brands. Uh, some of the brands are big. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why don't you list like, a few of those guys? Yeah. Can we get? A, can I we mean, get like? Well, I worked with New Balance for years, actually, and now it's it's um it's more it's it's Arterix, Tom Brown, um, Stussy, uh, a brand called Corridor. Um, we work with a, a consumer, a, a, a coffee company called Teka, um, a brand called Museum of Peace and Quiet that's from LA. Who does so that? Just, who does what? Museum of Peace and Quiet because I just saw it's like all over Instagram all of a sudden. And I was like, this is cute and cool. It's, a, and it's this great couple that live in, they actually live in Costa Mesa. Um, they're from, cute. they're from LA. We can get you some Pia. Yeah. That's what I, I basically just wanted some free stuff. Thank you. We know, we know, you know, influencer and in, influencer. I know what these questions mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not, we're not stupid. Um, <laughs> but that is, yes, that is, that is my, I love that those is my, guys. That is my story. That is my, that is my same. origin story. <laughs> And you guys have done 245 podcasts recordings. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, I actually, Jason has a, a, Jason was early to the podcast game with a groundbreaking show called Tall Tales that he was honestly, I, I mean, I'm being a dickhead because I hate him, but he actually was very early <laughs> on, on podcasting and the show is great. And we have been friends for a really long time. So I would go on the show all, every time I was in LA and it became he, he like became a, fan a recurring favorite. he became a recurring character. Yeah. So we would do a weekly show. So you know whatever fifty shows a year, 
and maybe like 15 out of those would be with Chris. He would he would be in LA all the time. So people really started developing a love for uh, our brand of banter back and forth, our the way we relate to each other, make fun of each other, all that stuff. And, you know, Chris, Chris's personality works out well for podcasting because he always be talking. <laughs> he has no secret that I am obsessed with clean products. That's why I love, 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 love milk and honey. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare made in small batches in one of my favorite towns, Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible. That means choosing organic above all else and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe synthetic ingredients when organic just isn't possible. The products are developed alongside their in-house team of estheticians tested and approved to make sure that you look and feel good from the inside out. Milk and Honey was founded and bootstrapped by Alyssa Bayer, and today the brand accounts for six luxury spas and salons in Texas with an upcoming expansion to the Brentwood neighborhood of Los Angeles, as well as the Milk and Honey bath, body, and skincare collections. Alyssa not only has her clients' well-being in mind, but her employees as well. I'm sure often you've thought about the fact that estheticians, stylists, and nail therapists find their hands covered in chemicals all day. And that's where Alyssa wanted to disrupt how spa protocols and products were utilized in source. Thus, clean spas and clean products were born. Milk and Honey's first ever skincare line launched in spring of 2019 after years of testing and development with their estheticians and clients. The best sellers include the Gel Cleanser, the Luxe Face Oil, and my favorite, the Hydrating Rose Mist. And now our beautiful listeners can take 15% off your next order at milkandhoney.com with code PIA15. That's milkandhoney.com with code PIA15 for 15% off your next order. Once quarantine hit for us, I think it was, um, I, I, I was doing another podcast with with a friend that I grew up with called Public Announcement. And it's it's super in-depth, like NPR editing, like a really serious operation that took like a lot of time. Um, which I like to do, but the shoot the shit style that um, you have adopted and Jason and I are also <laughs> are, are the faces of, I would say. Um, We're the faces uh, of is, shit it, shooting. Exactly. The faces of shit uh, has really, really fits with my uh, interests and personality. I think it works for Jason as well. So yeah, it's, I think it's, it's well brand, well rounded to have the high brow, low brow of like, you know, it's important to like, a McDonald's drive through and, you know, eating a crazy meal at Noma or something like that. Not, not one is better than the other. And what and Jason is saying, what Jason is saying is, is that I'm highbrow and he's lowbrow. And that <laughs> you're, is how you're we the make... Noma to his McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's more, it's more of a Balthazar to Del Taco in this case, but yes, I think that that, I think that that would be accurate. I, w- I was but... going to say that, but this is a global audience and, and some of those, <laughs> those are regional restaurants that not everyone would would be aware of. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, Pia, since you're an Aspen, I could have referenced like Casa Tua or something I to really speak to you. <laughs> to you, uh, that's a Miami favorite for me. I actually, didn't I, I only knew there was an Aspen location from following your very popular Instagram feed, Casa um, Tua. Casa Tua. It's, it's well, Davide uh, just like wherever town he is, just finds the Italians, and so like at this point, they're not like charging him for food. Like they're just like ah, oh, ciao. I love that. Like 
Like he watched <laughs> soccer last weekend. There was like a big soccer finale and he like watched it in like the kitchen. Like we're like with Man. all the employees who were all like from that. Spain and Mexico and Italy. Like they were just in the back screaming. At They're the smoking cigs, espressos flying everywhere. It must be nice to have culture. I wouldn't know anything about that. That's okay. That's you're, it, like, That's our, that- you're like cha- You're like an apple pie turned into a person. Yes, I am. Thank you. You are. American. That's actually the nicest thing anyone's ever said, uh, said to me. Um, but but we yeah. So we started the sorry. We started the podcast in in quarantine, and we do have a breakneck pace of content production. That the someone like you is that, nutty. That you have a full team and you can't seem to keep up, which is interesting. But yes, it's just me and Jason. There's you know there's no ad sales guy. There's no producer. There's no mm. editor. You know, just me and Big TJ slaving over the MacBook Airs, bringing you this shit three times a week. It seems mm-hmm. like it's Jason doing more of the slaving, and you're like the you're like the, like Pia, the supermodel. Do you know what it's them. like? Do you know what it's like to be the face of something? Do you know the <laughs> burden that that carries. Well, you were you were mentioning uh, different Apple computers. A good analogy would: he's the MacBook Air, I'm the MacBook Pro, and both get the job. Both get separate jobs done, and mm-hmm. you know it's the yin and the yang. Exactly. I started we, we listening to your podcast, guys. Like. But really just like going back and like listening like mm. a few weeks ago. And a lot of the time I'll just listen to the intros, just the two of you talking. And then I'll like, I'll be like, oh, do I like this guest? Okay. If I don't, then I'll be like, I'll just listen to the next one and like listen to the intros because they're so funny. But like my mom and my husband are always like, what are you laughing at? Because I'm just like with my headphones on doing my shit, like listening to your podcast, dying laughing, oh. dying you, laughing. Pia. And it's the first time that I've been dedicated enough to a podcast where now I understand like when people message me and they like have like a very personal Mm. reference to like all the things that are going on in my life. I'm like, like, I know that you had like broccoli mash at BOA last week and that there was like (laughs) not a lot of TikTokers and like. (laughs) You're only retaining, you're only retaining the most important information from these, from these 15 minute intros. That happens to us all the time. And I always forget it because we do so many episodes every week. It's just hours and hours of us talking. So people will send me messages, DMs from strangers or friends of mine texting me. It'll just be a quote and I won't remember any of it. Like, yeah, it, it's you're like, I don't know what you're saying, but it's like a very personal thing that you did say that everyone thought was amazing. People do. I mean, I think listening to someone talk in your ears multiple times a week or in your case, whatever, once a week, it's, it's <laughs> the same kind of thing. It's like they feel like they have this relationship with you. And I don't I've only experienced that with if you write something that is very personal, that's the same. You get the same kind of like feedback, yeah. I would say. Well, because you're a writer, um, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, not like. Yes, I, I, he has I imposter contrib- syndrome, but he is a writer. Yes, I yeah, yeah. I, I write. Yes, but I, I um I just think I don't know. Yeah, I am a writer. Sure. Uh, yeah, I you're I like didn't a, write the good, doesn't it, Chris? Say it. Say it again. I mean, I'm a my writer. point. <laughs> my point. My point is that even like whether it's like kind of serious and revealing, which I have done writing wise, or it's like kind of silly and stupid. I think people are really just looking to feel connected, you know? And I think mm-hmm. a podcast is the greatest way for people to to experience each other in that kind of format. I think it's a passive listening situation, mm-hmm. but you're retaining it all, and then you really do feel like this weird affinity or, like, closeness to, to the person that you, you listen to all the mm-hmm. time. And there's Such a lot a of losers out there in the world who don't have friends, so we can become their friends. Exactly. 
that's why we're the we're the incel podcast. You know, I mean, the go to incel podcast for guys living in their basements that that breathe through their mouths. You know, and that's how long too. gone is the show for you? And the ladies too. Yeah, there's ladies, ladies. You live with your parents too. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I live with my mom. <laughs> you a damn I wasn't incel? Talk- yeah, you are a damn incel. Um, <laughs> I would live with your mom too. Maybe I've just just again. Seeing the setting on your influencer Instagram account, it looks pretty good to me. <laughs> Guys, I actually work and like have. So I actually, we should like, we should deep dive into this because. <clears throat> Pia, what do you do? Like someone the other day hashtag was like. forward fashion, hashtag Isabel Morant. Continue. <clears throat> <clears throat> wow, you're like really on my Instagram because I post that five seconds ago. <laughs> Chris be looking. Well, because I was like, I was like, Pia's fucking 10 she? minutes late. And she's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was running here from Casa Tua. I know it looked, it looked, honestly, it looked very chic. Well, I've been working all day and then try to get in a mini hike and realized I was going to kill the dog if I went any higher in altitude. Hmm. Um, and there's like, obviously just like great hikes everywhere. So my routine here has been like, wake up, go on a hike and then come back and work. And then when Davide is available to have lunch, just like run and meet him somewhere. So he was like, I have like 10, I have like 30 minutes to meet for lunch. And I was like, great, I'll meet you over there. But today has been a heavy work day and it's great because it's raining. So I don't feel Well, I'm glad that you could mosey over in your cowboy boots and slurp down and catch you a Pepe at Casa Tua and just, and keep Jason and I waiting. But I know you work and I love to give you a hard time. But I also think that I'm jealous of that additional income stream that you receive from being just being Pia, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Just wake up, open your eyes, checks come. I mean, that <laughs> it was all an accident. I mean, I had a blog in 2006 that had this like culty following. What was it I, called? I remember that. I feel like I remember this blog. Yeah, it was called Fighting the War Against Blowing It. And it was all film <laughs> photos because I was like, okay, am I moving to New hashtag York? Hashtag 35 millimeter. Yeah, hashtag 35. It was like a Canon, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like an AE one. And, you know, Great I just camera. like took photos at Lit and like the Max Fish. But... Um, so you took pictures of all the hot skaters that you knew and w- weirdly it gained a following. <laughs> so you you were like, you saw the Cobra Snake and you're like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Wait, so he was like my roommate. He, I like rented a room to him and Steve Aoki in my first apartment in New York because they were never in town. And I was like, this is great uh, I, I do me. remember that. They Those just, are like, Jason's number in. one. Aoki and Cobra Snake are Jason's number one shooters. That that's the only that's the only real heads that predate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so you had this blog. I had a, and I remember saying to everyone like, blogs are not going to last. Like this is not going to be a good thing. Like n- this is not like. I, I was like, what if this like doesn't work? Like, what do you fall back on? Like, you have to have a real skill set. And and not saying that that was not a skill set. And clearly it like launched like a gazillion careers and like ultimately like. Yeah, we're familiar like, with Man Repeller. Pivoted and like shifted. <laughs> but I remember looking at Man Repeller and being like, she's going to make a job out of this? Like, because I also didn't have like I was working at restaurants like I wasn't, you know. And then trying to like make real money. And I didn't have like a fallback in terms of finances so everyone assumed I was like some rich girl from LA my parents always did they would split I definitely did yeah and they would split rent with me but then I would like now I pay for everything for them like it just flipped like I was like help me out with rent for a little bit and then I'll pay you back and then I did Mm -hmm. when I moved home I like 
like now I'm like my mom doesn't have anything, you know. So it's like I well, you're a you're that. a mogul, and it's the right thing to do. And I uh, and also that's that. that's the Italian way, I believe, right? Yeah, that's true. Can we not say I'm a mogul because I don't? This is like I I, <laughs> I I like every month I just make it by. So if we could, so <laughs> well, we could you're not, a mogul. You're. Give You're a mogul, a young, I would like a young... to be a mogul, and I'm working my way towards that. I need money. Well, I think <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it doesn't. It doesn't sound like money making is your problem. It sounds like spending is your problem, and we can get into that. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of money at all. She gets <clears throat> everything for free, baby. Yeah, I don't. That's true. I really yeah, let's don't. Talk, l- I'm like low let's maintenance. Talk. Uh, uh, that is shocking to hear come out of you your mouth, it. but I feel like most people who aren't low maintenance say they are. No, you can ask Davide. He's pretty open about it. He's like he'll like openly very admit all the time. Like my wife is takes a long time to go to bed, like in terms of like the layers and the serums and all that stuff. Cause I don't have sure. naturally good skin at all. I have really bad skin, but to get to leave the home is I, to get me out of here is five. I mean, I could get ready in 10 minutes flat. Like I don't, so I don't you're more of a, you're, you're, you're a night cream lady. Not, not like a, a day, like heavy day face. I don't like, like, what are we looking? I don't like a lot of makeup on the face. I, I don't, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't Same. like looking at a girl and seeing all the stuff on her face. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we hate, we hate when a woman can't blend at the neckline on the, when on this you show. can't blend at the neckline. I'm like, girl. And then I'm like, everyone who's around and, you and is ladies, not your friend. ladies, Ladies, fellas notice, okay? Don't don't they get it notice. twisted. You, if, if you think we ain't looking, we we see the three shades difference on your nose from your neck. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't not notice that. They notice. They it all It is notice. a massive deal breaker for me. Is it? If, I would <laughs> like to actually really know. Is it? And have you ever said anything to anyone no, no, about no. it? I, it's I've never really noticed it. I mean, I guess if you're the type of person that would have, you know, your neckline makeup was not was not blended enough to where I would notice it. That's not the type of person that I would even be engaging with. To be exactly. Familiar. Who would entertain? I wouldn't even eat a meal with that kind of person, male, female, <clears throat> or otherwise. Mm-mm. That's yeah. so funny to me. When I see I mean, a girl, also, I always wonder what guys think about that. No, I know. I, mean, I, I like a night night cream girl as well. You know, yeah. it, it's I will all say preventative most men, on this side. Exactly. Great, great take, Jason. I think most men don't care what a woman looks like, makeup looks like, and don't notice it. But you're talking to two freaks. <laughs> yeah, I always like ask my husband, like, am I wearing too much? Ma-? Like one of his best friends one time, it was like one of my best friends now, one day looked at me and was like, you have too much makeup on. And I was like, whoa. And no, I was like, thank you. Like where? And he was like, it kind of seems to give a lot of blush on. And I was like, okay, great. Like, thank you for actually telling me that. And mm-hmm. moving forward, I will put, I will be aware because I do like to add blush just because it feels good. But like, mm, it does a feel little, good. A little, you, you, you're a able little. to take the constructive criticism. Yeah, I'm not sensitive. I'm more, I remember, oh my God, I went to Parsons in New York for college, which I'm still fucking paying off. Flex. And I dropped <sighs> out of there too. Well, yeah, flex because people think that I don't do anything and I got into a really good school. But I remember being in class in a small class. There was 12, 12 people in this class. And it was like a discussion. It was, you know, lecture and discussion. And I I went to the bathroom in the middle of class and I came back and I had pen all over my forehead and I, and I hadn't touched the pen since the beginning of class. So I look in the mirror and I'm like, this has been here for 35 fucking minutes and no one has said anything. And I walked in. They were focused on their studies. I opened the door and I'm like still standing. And I was like, no one was going to say anything. Like we, this we're four months in twice a week. 
like hours together. And none of you wanted to tell me I have pen on my face. Like they don't care about you, Pia. They care no. about their degree and their education. And then I was like, it's just every fucking man for himself. That's that's actually the society we're currently living in. And, and I've, I've always pre, tried to be the predates first. that. Yeah, if somebody has something stuck in, you know, food in their teeth or anything like that, I'm, I always tell them. And they always. always make Jason, I, maybe I'll take this opportunity to tell you um, that you've been Uh-oh. spending a lot of time outside and you're starting to look like a California raisin. So you need to think about that. You mean I'm getting too tan? I think it's, he was speaking more from a wrinkle standpoint, which is actually it's virgin. Really yeah, I just you know you know I don't know if you know this, Pia, but oh. Jason has a, a a big big gigantic birthday coming up just around the corner, Virgo season. I'm, Jason I'm looking is a, leathery, is what you're saying. Jason is looking like Leatherface, but he's about to be forty, so it kind of adds up. Mm. Jason, big mm-hmm. TJ, big Wait, TJ stretching drinking? into four zero. Hold on, are you drinking like regular Gatorade? I'm drinking. Um, sugar-free zero orange Gatorade that is mixed with plain LaCroix. Wow. Mm-hmm. Your I've favorite it, podcaster could LaCroix. never. <laughs> he can't hit the raw. He can't hit the raw. It's too hard for him. It's too hydrating. It's too high. <laughs> the electrolytes are too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked I'm, that I'm, you would ingest a chemical dye. Yeah, it is a little off brand, but it's been, you know, it's been a hundred degrees every day. I'm and you know, I I just did like a, a long bike ride and you didn't want to do coconut water. Um, we've both been indulging in the Yeah, we've we've r- been we've been taking raid. a little a little you know, like everyone in quarantine has been like drinking four bottles of wine every night, blah blah blah. Uh and I haven't really been doing that, but I've been having little cheat moments with Gatorade or a full fat Coca-Cola perhaps. Ooh, yeah, full fat Coke is the best. Mm. Mhm. Uh Chris, what are your cheat? Are you doing any cheats? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I I have a Unless I force feed him something, he when, will when not Chris, have a cheat. When a Chris feels meal. like being a bad boy, he has um some there's there's these there's a company called Unreal that makes like sort of healthier versions of your favorite classic candies. Oh yeah. Um, so they have like the Reese's. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are, that is my, that is, I have a big sweet tooth, but if Jason, if chef Jason is cooking for me, it's all bets are off. I have to let him work. Yeah. yeah but I make you respect. healthy, healthy meals sometimes. Like a macro. Yeah, you do. Bowl. I mean, he remade, he remade like the famous Sue and macro plate in his own TJ West coast style. And I have to say he fucking freaked it. Mm-hmm. Suin's completely gone, yeah? No, no, no. The East Village one near my apartment is, is open. Uh, oh, my God. The one that used to be on 14th. I used to, when I would walk to class, there was that Suen in the, um, in like Greenwich Village. And I would get like an almond, yes. uh, like an almond raspberry, whatever, like fresh fruit, like fake scone in the morning. <laughs> or you know, I would shovel remember- Murray's. Do you remember Zen Palette? No, what's that? Pia? No. See, you ain't been in this game. See, all your little healthy shit. You ain't been in this game that long. <laughs> like, what the Palette. fuck? You don't even know Zen Palette? What the hell? No, Zen, Zen, Zen Palette is a, um, is like another, it was like a, it was a Union Square kind of OG, like vegan yeah, restaurant. Also, by the way, when I was living in New York, like, I wouldn't get that Suin thing for health purposes. Like, it just tastes, like, I was a, mo- I don't know how I wasn't 500 pounds because I was, 
chugging booze nonstop. I think it was actually all the walking because I never took a cab. I have some guesses, but I'll keep them off, Mike. But yeah, I think the walking is probably it. No, I wasn't doing well, cocaine also just the metab- during the day. Everyone in their 20s, you were, you know, you're a little bit able to eat whatever you wanted. I, yeah. I wasn't. I looked like shit in my 20s. Did you? Yeah. A little fat Same. ass walking around. No, I didn't look that bad, but I didn't look great. I mean, I definitely look better now than I did then, which is fucked up. I mean, so. I've always been chunky. Like, I got chunky officially when I was a <laughs> freshman in high school. What's your official chunk date? Yeah, like full, like mid-freshman year high school because my parents were remodeling their kitchen and it was the first time I ate food that wasn't, like, cooked for me at home. I ate off, like, the truck at school. Like, this mm. guy had, like, a taco truck and I would get these, like, fried chicken and mayonnaise sandwiches or, like, potato tacos. and Like, I was just, like... And all my friends were so thin, like they didn't even have their periods yet. They like all were athletes. And I had my period since I was 10 and didn't play a sport. And I just got, I just swelled. Like I just. Because <laughs> you're eating mayonnaise <laughs> sandwiches. I, I gained like 50 pounds. or so. I gained like a lot of weight. And then since then, it's been a yo-yo of a 30 pound moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, fr- freshman year high school, I was for breakfast. I would eat a blueberry bagel with cream cheese and a cherry Coke from the fountain. Jason, that's, I, I, I was and probably that's what, fatter that's what, than, that's just what people did. Yeah. I was probably fatter than both of you. And I didn't even eat that bad. I was <laughs> vegan when I was 13. That, that was also, by the way, like being vegan can make you a trunkers cause you're eating like a bunch of other shit. Oh, we know sweetie. Oh yeah, I trust me. I lived it. Okay, were you like straight don't try edge? To, don't... Were you like a punk rock like vegan straight edge? Yes, kid? of course I was. That's why I'm cool. Oh, that was uh, like no, I I was in eighth grade. Um, I was. Uh, Jason also was. Jason, yeah, we were both vegan straight edge people. Yeah, yeah, and also a lot of my friends to this day and people I meet actually in my professional life were also down with the cause, and it's interesting. But you guys are no longer vegan. Oh uh, no. no. Chris, Chris I mean, still, Chris dabbles. He 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 lives a mostly vegan lifestyle. Yeah, I do. I, I eat fish sometimes because I need it for all my gains, obviously. But the um the day-to-day diet <laughs> is dairy free. Yeah, I'm still waiting. I don't want I don't look, I don't want actual gains. I'm kidding. Uh but um mm, mm-hmm. it's a lot coming from you, big bird. Uh but the um the <laughs> The diet is the diet is mostly vegan because I just think dairy is gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, dairy is really it's gross and but it's sad. That being said, if you invite me over to your house and somebody wanted to plate. whip up, yeah. I'm not. I see. I won't eat a cheese plate. That's just too much. But a, a pasta but that is included. Pasta. Yeah, if you shave on top, and also pizza is my favorite. I mean, I think about pizza 24 hours a day. And I, when I think about pizza, I just reach for water and take a sip. You know what I mean? And that's how we do it over here. <laughs> but there, there's, there, you know, dairy is a spectrum. There are, there is good yeah, true. dairy that is humanely and ethically sourced, and then, but that's like five percent or less. I well, find it's crazy, that, regardless of if it's ethic, ethnically sourced, ethnically, Jesus ethically. Yeah, wow, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> All right, what's Eth- the timer, Mark, so we can edit that out, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 4138. <laughs> um, ethically sourced um, to, in order to get 
lots of milk from an animal once this mother gives birth and I mm-hmm. still eat cheese. So don't, I don't need to be like a hater nation moment for me saying this in my DM. So don't even try me, but I will don't tell even you, come with the hateration. Fact is yeah. PETA, PETA, you're cheese. blocked. Yeah. <laughs> PETA's blocked. PETA, you're blocked. <laughs> <laughs> to get milk like out of a goat, like they when she gives birth, they put the baby close enough to her where mm-hmm. it's crying and it makes her lactate, but not mm-hmm. so she can actually feed her child and it's torture for both of them. Damn, well, I that feel like I would I'm literally... be an example of not ethically sourced milk. Yeah, I also I no, feel like I'm in the base. Nice sustainable farms, that's what they do. You cannot get milk unless they Why have. Why are we a talking? Baby. Let's talk well, about I don't, a I don't be sip, I don't be drinking goat milk, baby. I'm doing yeah, that, I was about raw, to say, that raw cow. I like goat cheese. Also, this feels like I'm in a, this feels like someone preaching to me in the basement of a hardcore <laughs> show in 1998 in, in Atlanta, Georgia. So if we could just, any topic besides this would trigger me less, to be honest. <laughs> I love, know, I love getting told. I love, I love I got, you reading a factory farm video script to me from, from, from your, <laughs> your perch in Aspen. I love this. I love this, I'm this combo of things. Perch in Aspen. Am I not allowed to travel? <laughs> Not well, really, you no. Know, Let's talk actually, about the fucking a, Airbnb you're sitting in because that shit's not cheap. Oh, and you, this and is, you play tennis this every is not day. An air, this is not an Airbnb. Right, right? This, is an ex, this is an extended stay hotel, actually. Um, What's so, it called? And how much is it a night? Because I'm sure it's uh, not fucking cheap. I don't, I don't speak about my finances publicly. My um, lawyer <laughs> and agent have told me uh, to, to not do that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, and Jason lives Don't in a mansion in Glendale, so everyone shut the fuck Jason up. lives in a mansion in Glendale. I live in a small property on Franklin Avenue right now that ha- does have a pool. And- I know where you're saying that place is so expensive, you dick. <laughs> Pia, Pia. Oh don't, my don't. God. You don't know what kind of, but you don't, look. Don't pretend what am I like supposed I'm to do? over here. Don't, don't try to put me up on some, like, I'm some, like, rich biatch living some, like, fucking nice-ass life over here. My life is lovely, and it's nice, but I'm also staying in a hotel because my husband's work is paying for it. And I was like, I'm going to sneak in on your work time and make it. Well, I'm here. I'm here because our podcast is paying for it. So thank you for, you know, business is booming. Dollar Shave Club. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we only work with Manscaped and Roman's dick pills. So if you could please get it right, that would, that would be good for our sponsors. (laughs) We know how to make your dick hard and then how to trim the hair around it otherwise exactly. i have no clue what is going yeah, on yeah i don't know how to use one but i've heard that you have to yeah the trim is very important and it has a light on it so you can do it in the shower you know just in case you're showering in the complete dark cuz <laughs> people do that you know, yeah, if you if you live in a tiktok house and the governor <laughs> shuts your electricity off you can use the manscaped 3.0 technology to shave in the dark Jason, you got. We got to save that. We got to save that. That's too good. That's too good. That, that's truly the ad read. That's the ad read of the century, Jason. You snapped on that, boy. Do you guys look <sighs> at TikTok? No, no. So I do sometimes, and I I found this guy the other day named Two Turned Tony, and my mom and I spent an hour and a half on this guy. He like lives with his mom. He looks like a Greek god. He's jobless. He has two ducks. And his mom hates him, but the mom's mom, his grandma, and him just get fucked up every day. And like, he, now he has his own like beer bong brand, and like he has like a du- like girls get like duck tattoos because he has these ducks. Jesus, so he's hot. He's so hot. And then like They're Addison Ray, the I'm obsessed with her, and it always looks like she's like chewing on gum or like eating her own tongue because it's like too big for her mouth. 
but like her that's mouth what is she's so doing beautiful. Instead of, that's probably what she's doing instead of eating. I think that she wow, hangs TikTok out sounds with. sounds awesome. She hangs out with the Jenners though. She's like down in in Balabasas with with oh, yeah. Courtney. I'm obs- I'm obsessed with Addison Ray. And then from her, I'll get into like a K hole. And and then I'll see like the boys that live in the TikTok house and how they all have like painted nails and they're always sticking their tongues out. It's like eh. like every video like they <laughs> they're finish just silly. The dance they're just like silly a, eh. and hot. They're just like a hot and silly. Are they all gay? Are they all straight? Doesn't matter. Nobody knows. I'm just like I'm obsessed. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, f- I am not obsessed. I think it is the fall of humanity. Do you? I, I'm like, I feel like I should know more about it because I, at some point, it could probably make me money. You know, that's the yeah, only yeah, reason you I'm get with. It. It's like people who are like Instagram's lame. It's like, okay, well now it's fucking rules the world. So you get with. We it. love, we love IG on this side. We stay logged on. We stay on the timeline. But yeah. you know, it's important to to move and adapt as the new platforms and new trends arise. And we don't want to be stuck as an old as an old head or an OG or a boomer with with outdated technology. Jason, are you maybe feeling a little at odds because your body literally cannot fit into the screen? Like you're not even physically able to get a <laughs> sixteen by nine don't work for Big TJ. Uh, I I am considering putting my laptop sideways so it'll be, <laughs> it'll be better for me that could be cool actually that's something we should think about doing mm-hmm. i would like to so pia why don't you do your podcast video i feel like that would be great for your fans what do you mean make this a video like do people care yeah a lot of people a lot of podcasters do that yeah i gotta figure that out and then like where does it go like on i like i'm i i'm trying to figure pia, out how to pia youtube I think I need a YouTube you channel and then everything like the cooking that, and all that this content stuff. goes on YouTube. Uh, Spotify is going to start rolling out videos soon. I'm sure Apple podcasting and Apple music and Apple, uh, Apple TV will merge into a place where your video podcasts can sure. live there as well. I'm just behind yeah, on I everything. The- Cause I just feel like, like <clears throat> I'm like, nobody cares. So like, why would I, be like, oh, look, here's like, a, now you can like watch me talk. Like, it seems really self-important. And then like a year later. Well, welcome to welcome to having a podcast. Nothing is more self-important. But if you're going to do it anyway, why not monetize at every fucking turn? And also, you are truly a lifestyle brand. Okay, you got yeah. a husband. You got a dog. You got plants and stuff. You have businesses. That's that's all you need. You got the day in the life is, is you know, there's constant stuff happening. Oh my God, my dog shit on the floor and like, oh no, I have to clean it up. It's that's the content we want. And here's Furry Freshness, my favorite cleaner. And now, exactly. Because we know you're, we know you're a SpawnCon queen. And I, I think you could weave it in, in a, to a place where I wouldn't even mind it. Hmm. Did you just say SpawnCon? (laughs) I, what do you, what would you, what would you want me to refer to it as like a brand deal queen? It's not quite as catchy. SpawnCon is so funny. <laughs> I want the, like a gold nameplate that says like SpawnCon Queen. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> that's a really good idea for you. I think I, I think that's part of your personal brand as well, just owning it all. So why not take it to that level? Of, yeah, because I'm nothing of, compared to most girls who are making like millions of dollars doing insane shit. On the, I, get, I get like a SpawnCon every once in a while. Hmm. Every once in a while is better than... None at all. Yeah, Jason and I have no SpawnCon deals. Well, you don't post any selfies. Nobody cares about your, like, artistic photos. <laughs> and, Jason's <coughs> fo- and Jason's a food blogger. People uh-huh. want to see your pretty face, Chris. Nobody needs, like, an old vintage car. I, ha- I don't think, I don't think <laughs> men should post. I don't think men should post selfies. No cap. 
That's my final statement on that. I, I just professional photos. I I obviously have standards, and if it's a name that you would recognize, that took the photo. I would consider oh posting it, but I haven't yet. I haven't yet. <laughs> but I haven't if, yet. If Leibowitz wants I, to come over and take portraits, fine. Yeah, like if 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 Mario Sorrenti is available and he does have the medium format, um, mm-hmm. we can talk. We can, or maybe I think his it's daughter a, it's, now. I, I think I'm, it's important I, to have at least a one or two, you know, for every 10 photos of a chair or a basketball hoop, have yeah. one nice photo of yourself that you didn't take <laughs> just so people can, you know, people want to see what you look like. It's just human nature. Yeah, you're not a magazine. Yeah, that means editorial. Google me, bitch. You can find me everywhere. I'm all over the world. Well, that's Wide the web. problem. If 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 it's if they're left to their own devices to find pictures of you, they're gonna find bad pictures of you because we all You're have right, bad pictures fat, of ourselves yeah. on Google. If you just type in our names on Google Image Search, it's not curated by the us. SEO, it's curated Jason, by, by Zuckerberg. The SEO is exactly the SEO for me is is popping up a fat picture from 2014 of in the New York Times. You can't win. Yeah. We're not going to be happy with our weight. We're not going to be happy with our fashion choices, our beard and hair. You're going to be wearing a pair of glasses that you're not proud to to put your name behind in 2020. So if you curate it yourself, then they won't feel the need to go to Google. Yeah, because literally, like, any girl looking at your page who's like, ooh, he sounds like hot on the podcast. Like, oh my God, the girls, when Jason and I did our podcast, the amount of girls who were just... Like Jason sounds so hot. Like, what does he look like? What does he look like? Is he single? Is he single? Is he single? And, and now they're they just searching. Him. And then they're searching. And now they saw him and they were like, damn, it didn't. The voice is better <laughs> than the look, which is unfortunate. But so which mean. is odd because I did not really think voice was a, uh, a strong suit for, for I think me. women really. I think women really like that. And you do have a great voice, Jason. That's why we do a podcast together. If you sounded like, you know, If you didn't sound like a man, I wouldn't want to share a mic with you. You know what I mean? Mm, 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 Well, mm, mm. we appreciate all people and their levels of manliness. (laughs) Yeah, Chris. Uh, I look, what are you telling me? I'm the least manly guy on earth. What do you mean? Of course I know. (laughs) Yeah, somebody somebody was somebody was DMing me about our (laughs) podcast and we and we were talking about, you know, like what is our show the version of? And we're like, oh, we were we're like if Jesus and Miro was you know went to Erewhon or whatever blah 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 and this person was like you know what you guys actually are if Howard Stern was gay and which is the greatest compliment we could have ever oh, ever be paid and I was awesome. like we need to we need to not double down but triple and quadruple down on that because <laughs> exactly. that that could be that's a that's a true angle I'm gonna lean into that so hard that I fall over I think that is the that is the, <laughs> the mo- that's, that's the nicest thing. That's the most, the best compliment we've ever, that, that is truly the king of all media. That is one of my heroes. Do you guys see how cute my dog is? I know. That dog is pretty cute. But you don't feel anything for animals, right? Isn't that your thing? I mean, they're cute, but like, I would never want to put up with all the bullshit. It's so worth it. Same thing to, like, with cooking. Pull her poop out of her butt today because there was like hay stuck in there and it was she couldn't like get it out. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. Right. There's no no amount of money you could pay me to do something <laughs> like that. That's just not. That's just not. I don't have that motherly <laughs> tendency that you have, Pia. And then yesterday I gave her like a like a bully stick and I was watching her eat it, but then she was looking at me like really happy but really like scared at the same time, and I reached in and. The, the bite force on these animals is like eight times a pit bull. Like it's crazy. And so I was like prying her jaw open and like pulled the bully stick out. And it was like down in her stomach, <laughs> like the, but like still hanging out of her mouth, like the whole thing. And everyone was like, Ooh. no. And I was like, I that's like you. when I'm so happy I could save you. 
Oh, that's like when Jason's about to DJ and he takes one more Molly and I got to fucking get it, <laughs> reach in there and grab it out so his set doesn't get ruined. That's Jason, see, you that's had what I'm saying. I would Molly. Do, I would do it for Jason. I don't know if I would do it for an animal, but they are cute. Chris, I mean, you know how that Molly dog is, is beautiful. You know how Molly be. You know what I'm you saying? You take one, you want two, you take two, you need another one. When does it stop? I've exactly. only done Molly once. Oh, no, I've done it twice. And the second that's time I did wow. it was at Coachella a bunch of years ago and I took it and it just started, I just started feeling good and I looked at my friend Sean Kinney and I was like, do you have more of that? And he was like, yo, dude, just enjoy the ride. You don't have to go so... And I was like, oh yeah. Like I was like, give me more. And he was like, just enjoy where you're at right now. And I was like, this is my, the thesis and that's, for my life. That's when you learn how to be present with yourself and not live <laughs> in the future or the past where depression and anxiety forms. Is that right? Damn. Damn, Jason. I just wanted Damn, to bring this back to, to the Pia Pia hours, you know. Yeah, that's Pia. That's that's what Pia's fans want. They want to hear about some emotional <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Wait, what else do you think? <laughs> what else do you think my fans want? We want to drop I mean, the skincare routine. We want to hear about <laughs> suicidal thoughts. We want to hear about <laughs> coping with loss. W- what else is there? Keep going. Yeah, you know, building a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, How can you build a brand and cope with loss at the same time, though? Let's go galaxy brain. You know oh, what I mean? Like, let's really, let's really talk about this shit. I'll tell you. Let's I'm just gonna start a coffin company. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Casper of coffins. Dude, could you imagine great idea. Like, the coffin Six comes months after up? my dad drops dead and I'm all about it on Instagram, I'm like, so what I learned from the experience of my dad dying was that there really wasn't a coffin that we identified with <laughs> oh, as a family. <laughs> That's honestly a coffin That's for guys like me. I just, I kept looking for a coffin and I couldn't really find anything that like spoke to me as like a person. <laughs> And then I found TJ's coffins. And yeah, it came in a box. It's really easy. You just unpack it, you unroll it, and then it pops up and you got a coffin. Look, Put a body in I've, I've been to so many funeral homes and, and I'm like, what does any of this mean? And I was like, I have to disrupt this industry. Nothing is more ripe for disruption than the death industry. I Yo, think we're joking. Something- we're joking now. Someone is listening to this and they're they're going to be like, Eureka, this is it. Uh, if you do start a DTC like a sustainable, coffin, we need a sustainable, sustainable. biodegradable. <laughs> of course, but of course. Oh, the Which coffins I think, I are made out a- of motherfucking kelp. First of all, yeah, kelp is so good. <laughs> Off rip. This coffin is kelp made. If I you actually start think this company, the- we need it. We need fifteen percent minimum. I think the only sustainable way to die is to be cremated. If I'm being honest, so I think this My would dad actually cremated, and his ashes are still in our house, and we need to get them out. And we keep feeling really, my, my dad wants to drop them in the beach in Newport outside of his like child, like his Italian grandparents had this beach house and then sold it. And it's like his biggest life's regret. And he wants the ashes in there. But I keep feeling really awkward about asking someone to like borrow their boat to like dump my, I'm like, it'll be like a really bummer of a day to be like, can I borrow in your Newport, boat? Newport Beach, Orange County? Yeah. Oh. I think that might be, P, I think that might be an opportunity to maybe rent a boat. So you don't have to involve a third party. It's it's. I would say it's probably like worth dri- the money like, for the I privacy. I don't know how to drive a boat. Like, and it's too. I'm scared of the ocean. So like, then I'd have to like have a person. Why are you scared of the ocean? One hundred percent, we can get this done this weekend. There's somebody listening yeah. to this right now who lives in Orange County. Like, oh my god, my fucking uncle has a boat. 
boom, they're going to put putter but you someone's out. Someone's got to like drive that boat. Like I feel like his ashes are like in our hallway and it's so. Yeah. Awkward. Someone will drive the I'm boat. Like, You'll make a day of it. We'll get lunch. Boom, boom. Yeah. He always said he wanted to be cremated because he was like, it's actually like sustainable. I just want want to go back into the earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I I think I want to be cremated as well. I'm gonna make Jason go spread my ashes, you know, in the East Village, on the, just on the street, not not like in the not in not not in the ocean or like something like just like pile. I'll put a pile of them in front of Tompkins Square Park and let you just know. Like let seven, yeah, I was I was about to say seventh and A sounds like a good. Jason, partner. you can snore. No, well, scatter you can snort my ashes at the, ben, at the bench at Balthazar for for Chris. Exactly, you can you can snore one line of Chris, and the rest has to be scattered. Okay, I'm surprised I mean that we didn't have. That's fine. Much more hang time. Like we, we were not, I feel like we would have been buds in New York, Chris, like our paths crossed, but like never, we never sat on the bench at the same time. I know it is actually, it is actually crazy. I feel like there's, I feel like we could trace a, a thick lineage, you know, of, of friends. We were in in the same place. Yeah, totally. Probably four nights a week. Yeah. But that happens. You know what I mean? I, I, you, you was different waves, you know, it, 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 similar Mm -hmm. yet different. Yeah. yeah, you guys were both fat. You had a lot on your mind. You know, it was exactly. tough. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I, I do feel like I just can't remember. I just I, I just can't remember that time very anything. clearly. I can't remember anything. Like, I mean, I, I know where I was and what I was doing and the places I was going and who I was with for the most part. But I think that, you know, there's during that period of your life, there's a lot of ins and outs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as people go. Um, mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Not that I was like Mr. Party Friend, but if you go out enough, you just got a lot of friends that you don't ever need to see or talk to again. 100%. And that's exactly Jason's the king of like that. This- no, Chris, you were Mr. Party Friend. <laughs> Bitch, that's because I share Coke. Okay, I'm a giver. Takes one to no one, though. Takes one to no one. I was Mr. Party Friend. Yeah, I mean, I think that, but you were involved in the parties. I was just going and expecting VIP treatment and receiving it. I would like to mint. I would like to add. Yeah, I, I was going home with bands in my pocket. You were going to the club, dropping bands. I wasn't really a dropping bands guy because, as we know, uh, all of us are nightlife veterans. If you're cool, you don't pay. Only the dorks pay. Yeah, I didn't. I was, pay I was women about women definitely don't pay. I didn't. Women pay for definitely anything. don't pay. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, w- I would pay for the vodka soda, but I would always, I, I was a very big drug buyer and sharer. I was very happy to to share. I, I'm not greedy with with drugs. I mean, you have to. Until later in be. life. <laughs> and that's why you're sober. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Yeah, until later in life. And then it became a very, but no, I think that it's, uh, yeah, I mean, those were the days, you know, it was, a, it was a good time. I mean, but I do think Jason and I have talked about this before, the style, that, that era, was the worst style that's ever existed in our lifetimes. I'm sorry, what? What is the date range, Jason? 2007, 2008, worst years the worst for dress, fashion. The, the worst dress time in the history of our, of, of our lives. Google me in 2008. I was cruising. <laughs> I had like vintage. You mean you look good? Yeah, dude. I had like fucking cool fry boots on and like vintage nightgowns. I would wear crazy cool outfits. Were you on your like, were you on your like Mary Kate and Ashley wave mixed with what comes around goes around? Is that what you're saying? No, because I couldn't ever do that like oversized, like I'm so small thing because I'm like a voluptuous woman. So I just always had like, I like never wore a bra, like kind of see-through t-shirts, like slip dresses, like combat boots. 
Ho mm-hmm. is life. Greasy hair, um, but like not too greasy. Like, well, that I mean, was that was the hottest look, and I and and in that period of my life, I know that I really loved a a you know leather jacket. Always, hungover. I had my leather jacket that I had on everything. It's a it's a. I mean, I think it all stems from like a Kate Moss. It's very British to me. It was know, very like British. I, like I got my leather jacket the day I moved to New York from Trash and Vaudeville. I still have it, and I wore that thing nonstop. I remember it was controversial one time I wore an oversized leather jacket with jeans and Nikes and everyone was like, you can't wear like an athletic shoe with a leather jacket. And I was like, and look at us now. And look, look at, us, at now. us now. All we wear is athletic shoes. Well, not, I mean, you're, when you're in Aspen uh, with <laughs> now, the now that's elite. What, uh, that, that's what Ellen wears now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think I, I can't, I don't remember looking particularly cool. Um, yeah, you but, did. I mean, I'm sure it was just at, it the, at felt the time okay. we thought we at looked the time. Cool, that's what I mean. It felt back. okay at the time, not cool. But I, don't I was think there you guys for ever it. Looked that's what not cool. Thank Jason I just think did. It was Jason nice to like not. It's like this weird thing of like actually really not get like coming from California and like L.A. where it was like you had to get a spray tan every Friday and girls had hair extensions and like I would go out to like guys and dolls here and it was so <laughs> like. So you had to be so thin and so tan and have like, there was like three stores you had to shop from. It was like Madison and uh, Planet Blue. And if you, you know, you had, and then I went to New York and there was the most beautiful women I'd ever seen in my life everywhere with like no makeup Mm -hmm. on and small boobs and like cut off jeans and like baggy shirts. That really developed my taste. Being exposed to that was like, I didn't know people looked like this. I didn't know people dressed like this. Like I didn't really understand you could be this good looking and like not care really. Remember Desiree who used to poor woman passed away, but she was like one of my first friends. She worked at the Max Fish and she was like, so oh yeah, she was yeah 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 beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about. And then had like these really beautiful big boobs that she never showed off. So she would wear these like really cool like baggy shirts that like someone cool like Earl Boinkins. They remember it, like like Andrew Quo would <laughs> we, like make. We've his, had like, Andrew Quo on on How Long Gone. He's uh, a graduate of the How Long Gone University. Of King. Or like Weirdo Dave would make a cool shirt, or like the Max would make a shirt, and you'd like wear that shirt, and then she'd wear like skinny jeans like that had like little cutouts down the side of her legs and she just was so, not a lick of makeup and I just remember being like wow like my whole perspective on beauty and like style has completely been flipped upside down and now I feel change. like I'm in like a happy middle and so is my husband too because when I met him he was in like a three-piece suit every day and now he wears like vans and baggy sweaters and he loves stickies Bonjour, no. well it's you know it's the it's the LA effect I mean I make fun of people here because they dress terribly, which I still stand behind. But <laughs> I am under—I haven't put on a pair of pants in a month and a half. You know, it's what are you I'm doing on my TJ. I work and play tennis. Podcast? No, I play tennis a lot. I work out and I work and I play but, tennis. But Chris but isn't traveling. He's not going to meetings. He's not going to dinners. All of. All of my so everything is shorts because it's so hot and I I just don't and if like you're, if you're having jeans. dinner outside at Erewhon you don't need to you know you don't really everyone there is wearing workout clothes anyway it doesn't matter everyone exactly. in Aspen is wearing fucking workout clothes it's the wildest and what's I'm the not, weather like right now there it was hot like you know like high eighties hot and then it's raining today which I love because it was like partly cloudy this morning and now raining and it's fine but I'm just like. 
I'm on vacation and I want to be like respectful of the fact that I'm on vacation and have this. I've been in quarantine since fucking April. So like, no, I'm not going to like go eat at lunch at Casa Tua in my workout clothes. And people are fully doing that. But I kind of like it just feels dignified to like put on an outfit. And I didn't bring a lot of stuff, but I brought, you know, like cute things that made me feel good about even if I'm sitting in here working like it's nice that I put on an outfit and I was joking with Saba my girlfriend owns the Kimo Sabe like the cowboy store here and she was like dude all these fucking skinny blonde people are like eat they're like they work out and then they go to lunch in their workout clothes and I was like oh my god so I don't need to like are you talking about me (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm not going to do that. And then literally yesterday, I like went from a hike to fucking lunch. And I was like, hey, well, I, I think it's okay to do that. But you just you have to go to a, a casual lunch. You have to go eat at Erewhon or Whole Foods or, you know, pick up a little sweet green salad. You're not no, no, going that's, to but a that, nice that's what I'm saying. That's not what's place. happening here. There's nice sit. There's, yeah. there's only nice sit down places. But again, well, Jason got dressed up. Jason got dressed up for this podcast as well. Pia, as you can tell from the Zoom that we're on. Yeah, I can I mean, see he really, that he went out of his way to cut the sleeves off of his T-shirt. Guys, I just exactly. came from a, a two-hour bike ride through the hot hills of Los Angeles. Um, I am so. We sorry. know, Jason. I'm I'm kidding, and I wear. I'm you know, f- the fans of our podcast like to joke about me wearing the same shirt every day. Um, and uh, how many of those do you own? Oh, a lot, but I only brought a couple, like three. Um, I just think the polo <laughs> is the superior top for me. It is, but it's funny that you're just sticking to strictly Uniqlo. It's the best brand. Why would I, where am I going to go? Why am I going to go pay double for a fucking Lacoste that doesn't fit as well? I would just do it. Doesn't make sense. Just because it's, you seem like a Ralph Lauren guy. I don't want a logo. I don't want a logo on it. I'm, I'm logo free is a big part of my brand. And what do you say to the brands that you consult for that are all logo heavy? Are you telling Tom well, Brown to I, take the, str- the three stripes off? It's a great question. Well, that's, but I'm, I'm saying that's like the most <laughs> tasteful logo of all time, I would say. But, the thing about Tom Brown is if I show up in a short suit, you know that shit is Tom Brown without seeing a logo on the back of the neck. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and that's the that that's the power of TV. That's the power like, of from the behind, you're like, is that Ellen or is that Chris Black? <laughs> First of all, I'm taller than Ellen. <laughs> yeah, Chris Black is like if LeBron James and Ellen had a child, it would be Chris Black. Damn. I would be mean to my employees, let's be real. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm mean to Jason. He's not even my employee. He's my equal. Uh-huh. Yeah, you are mean to Jason. Well, it's just part of the fun of the relationship. It's you know part I mean? of the shtick. That- you know, behind the scenes, I am really grinding his gears on the text exactly. messages. I'm you calling see the him abusive- a lot of names. Wait till I release the abusive messages Jason sends me for our Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the <laughs> amount <Patreon>. of em- <laughs> emojis with the tear on it that he sends me. <laughs> Because I have That's the, shocked him to the core. It's a lot. Speaking of Patreon, I'd love, I'm without, and I don't want to go into anything that's happened to me. What do you guys think about cancel culture? Uh, mm. uh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's getting, I feel like it's out of control to an extent, but I also, I think my issue with it is for a certain level of person, I, I just wonder what the, the expected outcome is. You know what I mean? Like if you're dedicating your life to doing that um, or or even just some time out of your day, uh, I understand that probably feels good as like a dopamine hit or like a, you know, like you're on the front lines of a cause that you care about. But the the result to me is like somebody loses their 
entire well-being. I, I don't know if that's depending on the situation, if that's equal or unequal. Mm-hmm. But I also think that in some cases that's taking away from the the greater issue at hand, I think, is is what I mean. Like also having a mean boss is very different than like suffering from actual abuse. What, yes, like I, I, I think the I think those lines are getting very blurred, and I think that is uh, you know time. I don't know I, I and we've talked about this before, but I mean I think there's an age thing to it as well. Like I you know I never interned anywhere. I, I don't have a lot of experience in situations where like a boss can lord power over me or kind of kind of um, you know make my life better or worse. So I'm not the best person to talk about it because I don't have, I, I just don't I have, like I have I've only experience. been screamed at publicly by like every powerful boss I've had, but it made me better, like a better person because it, I was like, Oh, I need to fucking set my fucking game up. Like that's my, that's my take on it. But that as takes an a outsider. certain personality. Yeah. You have to be, I, I think that you have to be ready for that and have to understand that. I just don't think that some people are ready for it, you know? And I also just don't think that the, I, I think that the the number one thing everyone should understand is that, you know, sometimes things just aren't going to go your way and that's how it, that's how it goes. And like, yeah, you know, goes. some, yeah, life is life, you know, can, can go badly. And in my case, I feel like most of the things, the bad things that have happened to me have been of my doing, which is coming from an extreme <laughs> place of privilege as usual. You know what I mean? Like I had the time and money to get addicted to drugs. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't, no one forced that on me. So I think that the understanding of things is, is a little different. Like I, I, I can't, I, as a upper middle class white male, I've had very little struggle, you know, let's yeah. keep it 100. Like yeah, I, I can't, can't really, I can't say anything. It's, 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 I wouldn't say it's been handed to me, but it's obviously been much, much easier than it, than it has been for a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Jason. Uh, I, th- I think that as cancel culture progresses and we figure out how to navigate our way through it, it's going, people are going to be figuring out ways to make themselves more cancel proof or uncancelable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like to think that operating from a place of fear about being canceled is sort of like subconsciously going to get you canceled. I think people are, I have to, it's just to succeed, the uh, the level of difficulty has been increased. You have to figure out what things you're going to own, what words you're going to stand behind. And if you're really coming from like a true, honest place um, and not trying to hide every single one of your flaws that could potentially be canceled, cancelable, mm-hmm. then you're not going to really do anything. So I think it's important yeah. to say, speak your mind, stand behind your words and, you know, if, if somebody tries to come for you or cancel you or saying that you're being offensive, have a conversation with them, open up, change, learn, all that stuff. I think that's the only way to really succeed and, and push forward and be a real person versus just constantly living in fear and cowering that every, every tweet, every post, every word you say on a podcast or whatever is potentially going to get you canceled. I got in trouble the other day for posting the foundation I had on and used a filter and like eight girls within one minute were like, you need to stop using a filter. And then I like post a photo without a filter. My skin looked just as goddamn beautiful. And I was like, here you go, bitches. This is my well, that's skin the, without the fucking filter. But that's Leave not being alone. canceled. That's not being canceled. That, no, that, but that's but that's but it's that kind of you're doing mm-hmm. something that I don't like. And now I feel like I need to tell you everything that you're doing that I don't like all day long. You know, Mm-hmm. You know what it is? 
I don't think I care that much about what other people are doing. I don't care about what other people are doing. So the whole thing is very confusing to me because there's nothing. <laughs> like if, it's a, if it's my friend, if it's like a, a friend or like someone I work with and I feel like something's getting crazy, like, of course, I'm, I'm happy to step in and be a voice of reason if that's my position. But I like the thought of telling a stranger what I think about them is just not really on the table for me. Like as far yeah. as like, I think your behavior, like how am I? At least me personally, how am I like what empowers me or emboldens me to do that? I don't feel comfortable doing that. I, I think that um, I think yeah. that in, instead of like hating people or lashing out against people who are or sending us messages, you know, strangers that we've never talked to about your face or I don't like this or or that, you know, maybe they're just in a weird place at that time. And I like to think of those interactions as like when you're meditating or something like that and a thought comes into your head. As like a bubble that you can just pop and be like, I'm trying to have a clear head. I'm trying to have a clean slate, clear my mind. Every time somebody sends you a message saying like, you post too many filters or, you know, you sound dumb on this or you said this comment that offended me or whatever. Like if it, if it doesn't do anything, if it doesn't mean anything, if you don't think it's has anything behind it, just think of it as a bubble that you can pop and, and move on with your day, get it out of your brain. That person will forget they said it. You will forget they said it to you, and you know otherwise that's, you're just going to be so bogged that's down. That's great advice, Jason. That is good advice. I, I find that very difficult to do, even when I rationally am like, I don't give a fuck about this. Like I told you this story, Jason. This is this is the height of this to me. A guy sent me a message asking me and confronting me about liking a photo on Instagram. Like, why did you like this? What do you think this means? Don't <gasps> like. Don't you think this is. Don't you think this kind of stuff should not be happening anymore? This is a, this is a, a a truly innocuous thing. Like I like, so this guy Mm -hmm. who I don't know was policing what I was liking on Instagram because he saw that I liked it. And I was Mm. literally like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You dork. Like this is insane. (laughs) And instead of responding that I, I did let it breathe and I, and I responded, I don't know why I, I felt compelled to respond because it was so left field to me. And then it was fine. We had a little conversation about it. I think he like, kind of understood that it was like insane what he was doing, but I also satiated him with an answer. But mm-hmm. I think the the other problem is, is we feel compelled to respond and that isn't always the right compulsion. No, you can't. And what's and and half the time I do, like sometimes I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to charge it to the game. Like I'm putting a lot out there and not everyone's going to like it. But then sometimes people will say something to me that really bothers me. And I'm like, okay, this is actually a really good opportunity to have some some good dialogue like a conversation. and you can tell right away whether someone is just excited. Like it even happened the other day. Like I was like, Oh, I got, you know, I've been getting a lot of COVID tests and this girl was like, wow, like it must be really nice to get like so many COVID tests. Like, and I was like, well, they're free. Like all <laughs> That's over right, Los bitch, Angeles. I'm balling, baby. <laughs> they're free everywhere. There's free. Yeah, there's I, know, free every- I know. And, and she wrote it in the comments and, and then I was like, Oh, well, where do you live? And, oh, I live here, whatever. And I was like, well, can I, like, can I post on Instagram that we need to write to your local senators and mayors and, like, make sure that there's testing for, like, you and your family? Like, and then all these other girls were like, actually, like, there's one 15 minutes from you. And, like, actually, there's this. And, like, da-da-da-da-da. And, like, everyone killed her with so much kindness that, like, she kind of became, 
like shifted into the conversation went very different. And I was like, wow, that was a really amazing Damn. like case study I'm, to watch because usually this would go mm-hmm. really bad. It's a good example. But I, usually when people I, send a message like that, they're baiting you. They, they want, want to fight. Yeah, they want to fight. And they I was want, hoping well, you were going to say. They don't necessarily want to fight. They just want to know that to something noticed. that they said or did was able to cut through all of the static, all the thousands of people that follow you and leave you comments. And you saw it and it affected you and your mind. And that's that's. I was more so like, we have a problem that we need to fix. And like, I can. I was hoping you were going to say I asked for her address and then doxed her. So that was a I mean, I guess there's two different results. Yes, it is nice. I get COVID (laughs) tests. They're free. Have a great day. I got in a lot of trouble for the fertility stuff I said on on our podcast. A girl went after me and I wrote back thinking we were going to have like such a nice dialogue. And she was like, you're nothing but a you're a dumb influencer that thinks she's a doctor. Well, I mean, look, don't come for for fertility Twitter there. That's scary. I mean, luckily, luckily, Jason and I are literally talking to guys who like podcasting and exercising and like. Laughing, That's not true. I guess. That's not true. We have, we have a broad spectrum of guests. No, I'm you kidding. Really I'm kidding. Do. I'm kidding. There's actually people I'm who kidding. like always post about your podcast, and I'm like, I am so shocked that a, that that person is not like, I hate this podcast. <laughs> like, you know, because it's like, <laughs> thank you. So many people who can be like, really, like, it's just nice that you, you guys have started a podcast where you can just bullshit and say funny shit and know that it's all in good fun and that it's not. Like, you don't need yeah. to have, like, an explanation to, for making a fucking joke about something. I, yeah, yes. I try to use it as an example for people to listen to of, like, hey, guys, there's a lot going on in the world. If you if you watch the news, it's terrible. If you pick up a newspaper, it's all bad. Everything is going to shit. But we do need conversation. We need jokes. We need humor. We need connection with people. And we want to show you an example of how it can be done if you don't have those people in your city. If you live in a place with no COVID testing no cool people, no funny people. You can just put your earbuds on and 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 hear some people having a good time. And eight times. And that's a, week. a lot. And that's a lot of the feedback I think we get too. It is like I mean we we make fun of them you know tongue in cheek on the show, but like I think that that Jason's absolutely right. Like I'll make fun of flyover states and and tertiary markets till the cows come home. But the reality is is like I I felt like that in my life. At a, you know at a different point where like I thought everything good was happening outside of my reach. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I do think it's important to find people that feel like they're connecting you to something that's a little bit out of your reach and making you feel like they're a part of it. And that's, that, that is the goal of the whole thing, I think. And, and if humor comes into that, then. That's so cute. And you, you have, you can't be afraid to break a few eggs to make an omelet though. You, every time we bring a new fan on, we are bringing on somebody who hates us. And, you have to be okay totally. with that or else you're not doing anything that's really moving the needle. You're not really forming a strong connection with a fan or a listener or anyone if you're not showing like, this is what I like, this is what I hate. And I also hate and like those things. And a lot of people are going to disagree with you and you have to be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, Pia lives, you live that obviously in the same way. I think that the, the but I, I but do Pia, think- Pia, could you get better at having people hate you? You could. Uh, I've been canceled, so I'm now just more like the crazy thing about it is it's like, you know, what it was like an old Halloween costume popped up. Right. And I was like, okay, so like, you're going to like 
try to ruin my life, which at the time especially included me being financially responsible for my mom and my husband, which means that if I if you want me to get fired from my job, that I'll lose health insurance, which means my husband won't have any health insurance. It means we'll have to sell my childhood home. It means that I don't know where we would live. I don't know how my husband was unemployable because he didn't have a green card at the time. Like he gave up his job to move here. My father just died. His mom had just died or she was in the in the hospital dying of cancer. I was like dealing with this like while we were in in the hospital. And like, and my mom is like, oh, like, wait, what's going on? And like, wait, does that mean that you're not going to work anymore? And then like, what happened? Then we have to like, and I, and, and I was just kind of like, is that worth it for you guys? Like for something that like I did when I was 24 that have, I've clearly been a person of, uh, of good moral compass since then, like, which is proven time and time again by like my work, which is like all very accessible. So like, and then the crazy thing is, is it was, it was like a month of like death threats, like people showing up at my house, like a bunch of stuff I didn't talk about. Um, and uh, yeah, like letters to my home, like really horrible things, people writing to like my family members that I should die. They're going to kill me. Like all this kind of stuff. And Jesus Christ. And then I would like notice that it would be the same people that would be like, fuck you, like whatever are like also my customers. And my sales would always go up. So my whole point in like experiencing it is just kind of like all of this is a fucking show. And like at the end of the day, people are still basic as shit to like not actually like no one's actually been like, listen, people deserve to be canceled who are like abusers and stealing Mm -hmm. and doing like actual horrible things and like, you know, of you know, illegal action, 100% like different thing. But like, you know, an old Halloween costume. If someone who's like clearly moved on from that, it, I, I think is like, where's our grace as humanity? And then at the end of the day, a lot of those people who are like, you know, these like keyboard fucking warriors don't have that same backbone and are like, yeah, fuck her. And then they're like, actually, that top's really cute. And then would like buy my stuff. <laughs> and so I was kind of just like, but what's this all for then? You know what I mean? Like, Well, I, I, I think hurt that people that hurt is- people. Yeah, I mean, dead ass. That that I mean, that really sums it up. But I, I mean, that none of that surprises me actually. And as human, we don't have grace. It's every man for himself. Empathy is out the window, and that's where we are as a society. And I think this is just a a symptom of that. And um, I, you know, maybe we'll go back there one day. But I feel like this is kind of the the new future that that uh, for many a, a myriad of reasons that that's where we are as like a country and a society. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think canceling is, you know, canceling the word cancel doesn't really have the same weight anymore. Like people get canceled and then that just means that they can't tweet anything for a week, you know? Like it's not a yeah, real yeah, cancellation. Yeah. I think as we as we evolve and progress deeper into cancel culture, people are going to be very interested to see how, you know, somebody responds to being canceled, what their what their statement is, what their message is. And people will grade and rate the apology letter like, oh, this was actually a really good one. Like yeah. it's 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 basically just like a check on like, hey, like pop quiz, what would you do in this situation? How would you handle this? Are you able to handle it gracefully? Yes, then great. You're not canceled. Uh, do you fuck it up? Do you blunder it? Do you show us that you're a, actually a shitty person? Then yes, bye-bye, you are canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So think yeah, of it I, as a challenge, you know, challenge accepted. Um, all right. What, what do we need to do to wrap it up? Nothing. Just send me your stuff. 
Okay. So that's it. The podcast is just over. You don't say bye. Hey, Pia. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for having us. Pia, thank you, we guys. really appreciate you bringing us on to your show. And I, ho- I hope you had fun. I did. And I would like to be a guest again yeah. on yours. Maybe we could make this like a reoccurring back and forth. <gasps> I feel like this is really going to broaden our reach as podcasters. Definitely. I'm I'm ready to get some Pia Hive over on the HL. <laughs> yeah, we're here to cross pollinate. Chris, as soon as this episode goes live, the amount of DMs you're gonna receive. Yeah. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Yeah. Mm. Uh what size do you wear usually in like Stussy though? Like large <laughs> or extra large? No, 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 no. It's gonna be it's gonna be girls. They're gonna be 23. They're gonna have a job that doesn't pay them any money because their family has money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they are <laughs> going to start, uh, you know, just giving little hearts on some of those picks. As long as they listen to our Manscaped ads, that's all I care about. Uh, Where can everyone find you guys? Um, <laughs> it's at, at Done to Death Projects on Instagram, at Done to Death on Twitter, uh, howlonggone.com, available where all podcasts are sold um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, big heat only. Mm-hmm. You could follow me on all platforms at them jeans and yeah, listen to our podcast, please. Oh, thank you, Pia. Thank you, Pia. Thanks, guys. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything Is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.